You're listening to the Wellington Mornings Podcast with Nick Mills from Newstalk ZB. Taking the pulse of the city, the capital letter on Newstalk ZB. Newstalk ZB Capital Letter. We do it every week. We chat to Georgina Campbell. She's the New Zealand Herald's Wellington's Issues Reporter. Now, I don't know whether I'm allowed to say this or not, but I think that you're up hanging around the council meeting. Uh, good morning, George. Good morning. Yes, I am. Um, I'm at the Wellington City Council offices for the big meeting today on the town hall and the budget blowout. So, look, they've got a lot to get through, so we haven't actually got to the town hall yet. But just to recap, the strengthening and refurbishing project for the building could now cost as much as $329 million. So that's a $147 million budget blowout. What we have heard this morning, though, is public participation. So that's when uh, members of the public can come and, you know, sort of have their say and, and tell the council what they think. We heard from a structural engineer, his name is John Cuthbert, um, and he's called for a strong independent review of the town hall situation. He sort of sounded quite worked up, to be honest. He said sunlight is what is needed and there are serious questions to be asked. Uh, he even went as far as suggesting there has been a high degree of project mismanagement. See, I'm hearing that all the time, George, and I'm hearing that it's actually based on the city council themselves um, going in there with their clipboards and saying, spend this, spend this, spend this, want it done. It, apparently it's been done with, with gold rather than silver or bronze. Yeah, look, I mean, they've certainly got themselves stuck in a corner now considering all of these sunk costs and council officials are warning, uh, you know, of these sunk costs and if they just stop now, then there's nothing to show for it. Um, The council has also made the point that no construction company um, in the country would touch it unless the council took on all of the risk. That's what's happened and now the council's paying for that. What do you think? What's your gut telling you is going to happen? I mean, they're going to they're going to say yes, aren't they? I think the, the worst the worst thing they can do is well, not worst, but the first thing they can do is say yes. The second thing is they can just ask for some more time to try and do it quietly. What do you think is going to happen? I think more time is going to cost them in in this instance. I think it'll probably get across the line, but it will be really interesting to say, uh, sorry, to see which way people vote. I don't think we're going to see the traditional voting blocks that we've seen on this council because a lot of people on the left feel very uncomfortable about this. So, yeah, it'll it'll be a, a different mix, and I think it will be really close today. Does Barbara Macero, the CEO, does she have a say in it? Does she come in and speak about it or is it just all done on papers and away they go? Um, it, it's a council decision today. Um, potentially they might ask Barbara McEarrow some questions. Um, I'm not sure that those questions might be directed to the Chief Infrastructure Officer, but she's certainly in the room. Um, I just said hi to her before I, I came on here with you. Okay. Let's talk about the story that's hit in the last 24 hours about the independent report that predicts council's debt could reach to $1 billion. What in the report concerned you the most? Hopefully you've read it. Have you read it? 
Uh, yes, yes, Nick. Um, I've, I've written a story about it, <laughs> so I have read it. Um, uh, look, to me, I, I know you've covered the report on air today, but to me, it's more about what the report says and, and its very existence. It's that three prominent Wellingtonians were so concerned about the city's finances that they paid, uh, you know, experts in this case, Castalia to have a look at the books um, because they feel that the council has not been transparent and that they've had to take matters into their own hands. To me, this shows that Mayor Tori Fano has lost control of this narrative. You know, we've had Diane Calvert coming out early saying, raising the red flag, saying, look, this council is facing a financial crisis. All of the meetings have been held behind closed doors. Tory Fano insists there is no financial crisis. But, you know, we've also had um, Auckland Mayor Wayne Brown signalling that residents are facing a financial horror show. And Christchurch Mayor Phil Major has recently said the council is, and I quote, up shit creek financially. I think it's very hard for Wellington residents to see um, the other two big cities in this country strongly signalling that, that, you know, things aren't great. And then to hear Tory Fano sort of suggesting like, yes, it's going to be challenging, but everything's fine. I think really she should have got out a lot earlier to control this narrative and instead it's got away on her. Do you think that the council will take this report seriously or will they brush it under the, the table like they do other when other organisations try and help them with information? The council has certainly um, hit back at this report. They said, you know, this report is using old figures. Um, they've questioned um, sort of, you know, some some of the assumptions that the report has made. But, you know, the, the three men who have commissioned this report have said, well, this is the problem, right? Like, we only have old numbers to use because all of the fresh stuff is being kept behind closed doors. Um, and so they can only work with the information that is publicly available. And they sort of said that sort of sums up their you know, their concerns. I know none of us are really happy with the way things are going with the council, but uh, you, you're you very close to it. I mean, that's your, your gig. That's your job to keep an eye on and, and report on issues. You've come out this morning pretty strongly in your column saying they haven't learned from their previous mistakes. Tell me, tell me what you mean by that. Yeah, it's really focused on this code of conduct investigation. So the Deputy Mayor has laid a complaint against five councillors and Mayor Troy Farno has decided to launch an independent investigation into that. And I find it so disappointing to be in such familiar territory. Um, last term, $90,000 was spent on an independent review of the previous council's problems, which in a way are very similar to the current problems. And it appears we've learned hardly anything from that. Um, and that's, you know, it's a lot of money. Um, and so just to recap on what some of this report said, it was by um, former local government New Zealand Chief Executive Peter Winder. He looked at the code of conduct issue um, and, you know, he said these complaints tend to be a symptom that things aren't going well. Um, unfortunately, they also have a tendency to morph into the cause for further problems and the widening of risks. And so he sort of said, look, um, every care should be taken to avoid them and there are almost always more positive and constructive ways for differences to be resolved. And I think this code of conduct investigation is a pointless exercise. It's going to, it's going to be costly. The investigation into Andy Foster, who was facing a code of conduct complaint last term, that cost $30,000. Um, and of course, this one is against five councillors. And it's just a distraction from the real issues that the city is facing. How's Tori looking this morning? Is she looking okay? Getting a few bit of feedback that the stress is starting to, to show a little bit. Is she looking all right? Is she happy? 
Oh, she's looking very chipper and um, notably, um, and she's quite public about this, she is hitting the gym in the morning. So she posted on her Instagram this morning, you know, saying, well, I'm chairing the council meeting today, but I'm starting my day out right and um, getting some exercise in. So so good on her. And hopefully those endorphins can um, last for the, for the um, council meeting, which I expect will be quite lengthy. <laughs> So we both kind of agree. Well, I definitely think that they'll vote to spend the extra money on the town hall, but um, I don't think there's any secret in that. But hopefully they'll have to look at some of the other spending and make some decisions pretty damn quickly. Georgina Campbell, always a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Do you get invited in for the Sammies or not? Do you have to stay out? You know. Oh yeah, they put on a they put on a wee um, morning tea and and a few cups of tea and coffee and things like that. Although I think I have missed that talking to you, but I did bring oh. my own lunch. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, George. Sorry to, to take up your, your little uh, club sandwich and cup of tea. Thanks for talking to us. Always a pleasure. Capital Letters, uh, New Zealand Herald, Wellington's Issues reporter Georgina Campbell. Always worth a read. For more from Wellington Mornings with Nick Mills, listen live to News Talks at Wellington from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.